Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Today, we have Kelly Donahue-Piro with uh, Agency Performance Partners. And you guys, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. We have been working on this, the schedule. She is one busy woman because she is so in demand because she helps agencies to be able to grow, be profitable, and have a really, really, really great work environment, which is so important for our clients as well as for our teams. So I'm really excited to talk to her today. Kelly, welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Well, thank you. And I was going to say this, like I am a, I feel like I'm calling into Howard Stern. Like I'm a longtime <laughs> fan. I think I've listened to all of your podcasts. You're oh, one of my favorite because you know, there's a lot of insurance podcasts out there, right? Um, but you have this great way about you where you kind of like, you're you're quirky and funny and real. Like some of the other ones are like, everything's great. Look at how amazing everything is. But you're like, listen, sometimes I, I things suck. <laughs> True. And if anyone hasn't listened to it, I'm going to give a shout out. Like you and your husband on the, the two podcasts, the before and after, I just thought that was, that was such a special podcast. Like I couldn't put it down. I think I was actually out walking when I was listening to it. And I like, I did more laps. I was like, I have to finish. <laughs> you are so sweet. You are so sweet. Well, I appreciate that. I just, I really have a passion for, like you said, people knowing that what we're here to do is real, right? We're here to yeah. do real life and running a business is hard, whether or not you're running a shoe store, or you're running anything, especially as an independent agency owner, being a woman juggling things, it's not always really, really clean, you know? And I love that you come on in and you help people because so many of us feel so alone and I'm thrilled that you love the podcast. That That's awesome because I know that you partner with agencies and and I hope that uh, I partner with agencies in my own way to be able to help get them through some of those road, road bumps. I know that in the women of IAOA, sometimes we talk about those like, you know, yeah. hey, my marriage is struggling. I'm trying to build this business, you know, and I know you see a lot of that, too. So I'm grateful that that, that you enjoy it. I think that's awesome. Yay. I, yeah, I want to give you the that. second shout out because I had it written down. I was like, I have to I have to say this. <laughs> you did one. And I don't remember when it was, but it was all about how you helped, like you trained your kids to be like, I'm on a meeting and I, I loved, I don't have children. Um, children and me don't get along very well. So like, <laughs> when I hear things like what you were talking about, like, and it, the way I remember it, and it might be different. So feel free to correct me, but just Hey, you know what? At four o'clock, that's my time with my kids, and I'm not on my phone. Where so many people blend this strategy, and then like, if mom was on a phone call, and you need something, you had to come squeeze her hand. Like you weren't to like pop up. I was like, oh my gosh! Like I wanted to like, I I actually did send it out to some of my non-insurance female friends, and I'm like, you just you need to listen to this. <laughs> you can train them. You don't need to duct tape them to the wall. You can train them. <laughs> Sometimes we feel like dictating them, dictating them to the wall. I, I guarantee that. But, and it's really funny because now even as adults, they still do that. Like we're, we'll be sitting around the table for dinner or whatever. We're having a conversation. All of a sudden my son reaches over and puts his hand on my arm. And I'm like, dude, you're 28. We're good. <laughs> we're <at dinner. laughs> I'm not on the call. We're good. We're right here. Exactly. 
It's really, it's really, really funny. And, and he always, he always laughs because he's like, mom, that is the dorkiest thing you ever taught me. And I was like, no, but it was really good because you knew that I heard you yeah. and I recognized you. Cause I think that's one of the things that kids feel like they're not heard. Right. That, so they act out, they feel like they have to get louder. They feel like they have to, right. you know, whatever. And same things with our spouses. Sometimes we have to acknowledge that we see them and we hear them so that, you know, they could wait their turn sometimes. But I, I just, I don't know. I thought it was just such a good way. Cause I, you know, I mean, we're both females. We are on the power of women, yep. <laughs> women podcasts, but I, you know, you just see so many women walking around like drained all day long and battery low and just feeling helpless. And I just listened to that podcast. I'm like, Oh, that's a solution to yeah. where people feel like they're never, and women in particular, I think we never feel like we're not good enough wife, not good enough mom, not good enough at work, not good enough grocery shopper. We could have saved 10 cents, you know, yeah. like, like whatever it is. And, uh, you know, one of the things we try to really fight for with our agencies is telling every female in an agency, because, you know, for me, and I'm curious what you think about this too, like women run insurance agencies. So n there's an unproportionate amount that own them. Right. Although that's getting way cooler, like yep. super cool. Um, but women by far are the vast majority of employees of an insurance agency. And, um, we talk a lot about how this is your ticket to being free from yeah. whatever. If you're in a bad marriage, if you want your kid to go to soccer camp, if you really invest in yourself and your career, and that could be from, you know, taking payments and learning how to cross sell, you could do anything in insurance. Uh -huh. And I want every woman out there to hear that because you don't have to settle for anything. If you have an insurance license, the potential is unlimited if you invest in yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that is really key that women do run so many insurance agencies from the backbone, from the customer service, from being able to run the, a lot of the finances, a lot of the day to day yeah. and the main interaction that people have with their insurance agency is usually through a woman of some tort, yeah. as far as, you know, the CSR account manager, something like that. And um, I find that a lot of women don't step out of their comfort zone. They get very comfortable but they don't step up into that power of that power position because they um, are scared to, right? Mm -hmm. And they get really comfortable. We all get really, really comfortable. And that's one of the things I wanted to make sure that as the, the podcast is, is that we really encourage women of all areas of the insurance yeah. space, whether or not they're uh, an account manager, they work for a carrier, no matter what it is that they do to step up and find their joy. If they love customer service, then that's great. Rock the tar out of it, right? Because right. it can be so much fun. But if they want to step up and be an agency owner in a different way, or they want to work for a carrier, or if they want to do so many different things, they can Yep. And I love that we're seeing more women stepping up into leadership positions in the insurance space. Have you seen how, so tell me a little bit about how you got into insurance. I know you've been on tons of podcasts where you probably, you've told tons of people, but tell as a woman kind of your journey and how you fell in love with the agency journey. Cause I love that you are in a strong woman position. Not only are you, in the insurance space as a woman, but you're working with a lot of agency owners and a lot of agency team members. And that's not a lot of spaces that women generally step up into as well, into that coaching area. So tell me how you got where you are today and tell me a little bit about your passion. 
Well, when I was a little girl, I told my mom I wanted to be a lion when I grew up. That didn't, <laughs> that didn't work out. You, know, you, you take those. And then like, you know, I was a dancer through, you know, pretty much from the time I was three and a half till I graduated high school. So I thought for a while I wanted to be a dancer, but this was back, you know, dating myself where women, you know, you know, I was never this slender, beautiful ballerina. So at some point, uh, you know, at some point it was like, well, listen, (laughs) listen, you need to cut yourself in half in order to to do that. So I kept dancing though, because I loved it. And then uh, I went to college into business school. And during the summers, I actually worked as a teller at a bank and the bank had an insurance side and all that fun stuff. So me being, you know, imagine this 19 years old, you know, at a bank teller job, everybody at the bank teller line was like 20 years older than me. And this was by the way, totally dating myself. <laughs> there was no such thing as a debit card. <laughs> oh yes. I remember those days. Imagine your life without a debit card. I cannot, you know, it's one of the best inventions ever, but one of those dangerous ones, especially back then. Oh my goodness. It was such a dangerous invention. The debit card. I do. Well, remember first, it started off with the ATM card. True. So when I was there, they were getting into ATM, ATM cards were now, and you know, everyone's running around like, we're going to be out of jobs, blah, 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 blah. And the end so of the world as we know it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like the same thing insurance, like the VAs are going to take over or, yep. you know, we outsource this or that what's going to happen to my job. And it didn't happen. But anyway, um, they had all these incentives to tee up for like auto loans and insurance and all this stuff. So I got really good at the teller line because I needed money for pizza and beer, right? Like you came in my teller line, I was going to talk to you about a credit card. I was going to talk to you about insurance. It didn't matter you were here. I had nothing to talk about because I was 19, right? <laughs> so, whatever it was. And I got pretty good at it. So then uh, you'll love the story. So my manager, she actually told me to cool it off. <laughs> really? I yeah. Would think they're star employee. Uh, well, it was kind of a bigger bank. And so I was kicking butt of the other people who had been there for 15 years. Oh, the competition. So there was a little, I was being looked down on by my peers, which I think happens a lot in agencies, which is why I tell that story. And so she was like, listen, you know, you're making the rest of us look bad. And I was like, oh, so, you know, this is like somebody who's kind of mentoring me and I'm in college and I'm 19. Right. So I did that and I lost some job opportunities because of it, because mm. I, I, I played small and um, lo and behold, you know, I did get hired by the bank and kind of worked my way in. And all of a sudden the mortgage crash happens and everything turns to insurance. Yeah. <laughs> it was mortgage, 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 no more mortgage. <laughs> let's go to the safest thing we can. And so, um, I actually got to go in the marketing department, learn how to, you know, market those products, um, learn how to train people, got into sales training. And then, um, lo and behold, I worked for a couple different credit unions and banks doing that. And then I got recruited by an insurance technology firm. And, uh, this is back again, I'm dating myself where like, I didn't have a Facebook page when I went there. Wow. Yeah. So got my first Facebook page working there and literally you could put a website up and stop some keywords in there and 25 leads would come in because people were just starting to search the internet. So what we learned is insurance agencies at that time couldn't sell an internet lead. So not talking like, um, like, um, you know, like a paid lead, but like just, they come to your website, they fill it out because they're so used to referrals or people coming in that it was like, this person's a shopper. We don't like shoppers here. 
so I started up the division that coached agencies on this is different. How, how do you do it? And that company got sold to Zywave and eight years ago, I broke off and started my own thing. So long roundabout story, but I, there are some key milestones along the way that have figured out why I'm here today. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And you just fell in love with the, the agency process at the same time. So I know that you work with a lot of agencies out there. Tell me some of the biggest um, hurdles, I think, because I, I think we, we, we all think we're pillars, right? We all think that we are somehow experiencing something that no one else in the whole universe <laughs> experiences, right? Because everything's completely unique to us as individuals. And we take things, like we said earlier, so personally. Yeah. So what are some of the key struggles that you see that either people working in agencies and or agency owners really struggle with that are, I'm sure some of the top things that you help them with. I know you have an amazing video series and so forth too, that people could go ahead. I'm sure that you really pinpoint in on some of those. Uh, so tell me, tell me a little bit about that. There's three that it boils down to, and pretty much every agency I walk into has some, some coordination. This first is communication, right? So, and this is hard because I think communication in our personal lives, I just think communication everywhere is, you know, something. So I always lean back on this. You have to tell an adult the same thing 22 times before they remember it. So what a lot of times, agents, you know, you go into a meeting, you tell somebody something and then lo and behold, they don't do it. You walk around cursing their name, you know, like what the heck I tell everybody to do this. Why don't they do it? I tell them. And right. then you realize, well, you did it one, you still got 21 more times to go. <laughs> um, you know, the human humans have less of an attention spend day than a goldfish. So we have to modify communication. And then a lot of times, cause you know, it's small businesses. So you bump into one person or this department or that. And I think that every agency really needs an intentional communication strategy. Um, and I, I mean, every marriage needs that <laughs> every friendship needs that. So we all in our head think things, but we don't always get them, get them through. So that's one. The next one I think is really important. Um, and I want to say this delicately, um, not totally knowing who all your audience is, but you know, there needs to be accountability inside of an agency. So a lot of times it's like, well, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, she didn't attach, you know, attach signed apps on a new file. Well, you know, it's not really written down. And so we him and haw and I'm like, all right, well now we need a process and now we need to hold people accountable to it. And because there's such a hiring issue in insurance right now, we hold on to people that are poisoning our culture, working against us, leaving, you know, gaps because someone with a license who can fog a mirror is better than letting people go. And I, I strongly say against that, I think everyone deserves a fair shot. And there should be write-ups and performance improvement plans, but they don't happen in agencies for fear because it is such a small environment. Like, what are they going to do? Or, you know, are they going to, are they going to, I've never done a performance improvement plan. And I say, well, now's a great time to start. You'll love them once you do them. <laughs> um, but yeah, accountability, I think is a huge one in agencies because Otherwise, everybody's doing their own thing. Then your reports are jacked up. I mean, you know how all that kind of rolls downhill. And what ends up happening, the, the last one that we have is people say they work like a team, but they're really siloed. So what that means is if I'm buried, I feel like I can't ask for help because everyone's so busy. Right. 
And so, or you know what, Teresa doesn't do it the way I do it, or it's going to take me just as long to tell Teresa about this client. And I say, no, it all needs to be in the system there. That needs to go away. We need to operate like a true team because a true team, everybody should need help every month because maybe we've got too many quotes and then people let this stuff sit on their desk and we do secret shopper calls, Teresa. And so 33% of our secret shoppers don't ever get a quote. Wow. And That's so insane. not even a quote or less the follow-up process. And, and wow. they've got two weeks to deliver a quote. So after two weeks, nothing, it's end of the line. So, um, so 33% of people aren't even talked to within two weeks. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. So the, the secret shopper is giving them everything, driver's license number, social security number, anything that they need to quote. And then from there, they're waiting and they don't get anything from Wow. Wow. That is insane. So do you, do you find, do you find that, and this is just me, do you find that yeah. women have a, because you talk about accountability, you talk about communication, you talk about those things. And I got to say, those are things that I struggle with because I don't want to hurt people's feelings, right? I really want a great work environment. I want my people to love their job. I, that's what I want. And, and I always say that as an insurance agent, I think of myself as an agency owner and ins- insurance agent second to the idea that I am kind of a mother hen and <laughs> I, I love my people, right? And I just want to some Grubhub cards and say, help <laughs> day, honey. And, you know, and, and I want to be, I, I, I want to fuel the, I hate to put it this way. I want to fuel the American economy, right? I've got a lot of women that work with me and mainly, mainly it's women. In fact, I only have one guy and that's my dad, but, um, you know, I want people to, I want their job to fuel their life. I want their job to fuel their families. I want to be passionately a part of their being able to take care of their kids. They're being able to take care of their career and their life. And I want them to be happy, right? Because we spend so much time at work, but at the same time, I know that that also makes me a little bit more, uh, like you said earlier, I overlook certain things or I might make excuses for certain things. And, um, I don't always communicate as well as I should, because I think, oh, I've already told them that, or I think, oh, that's common sense, which it isn't always, right? And we learn that through relationships, marriage, kids, but we don't always really attach that to our team as much that, oh, it's comp. We we think, oh, that's common sense, right? But how do you find that women have a stronger challenge with the accountability and the communication than other people? Or no, you find women get in there. So like, there's a lot of, and I'm being super generalistic. So you, everyone can stop the hate mail. Like, <laughs> you know, like, right. I think for a lot of male agency owners, they're more on the producer, like true producer, producer side. So 
all that stuff in the weeds, kind of like just under the rug, like, and I don't know as a women employees are going to come be like, treat, you know, so-and-so male agency owner, like she looked at me the wrong way today. Right. Where I think for a female, it's like open door, let's do the whole thing. Like there's just, there's a, there's a difference there, which I hope changes, but I think that that's also how we show up in our own businesses. Um, and so, you know, a, a couple of things on how we can hit this between the eyeballs. One thing that we, that I like doing is identifying roles, right? So ultimately as chairman of the board, president of the business, my job is to keep things profitable and being able to keep investing in the business to keep everybody employed. And, you know, sometimes we'll do big family events with my team and it's like, well, look at all these people that I'm feeding, <laughs> you know, like, and it's like, oh, I have to, I have to keep that front and center. And I tend to, when I have communication with people like, you know, I've got one woman on my team, she's got four kids. Well, during COVID, you can imagine what all that looks like with four boys under 10 homeschooling. Yeah. So we would have different, I'm going to talk to you right now as your leader. And I'm going to talk to you right now as your friend. Yeah. And we really try to label that because in my heart, I get torn in these two different directions, right? Like, and that's one thing. The other thing that I think is cool that we do is every quarter, every member of my team picks a personal goal, anything that they want. And we will give them a budget up front. Like say you want to start working out, I'll buy you the Nikes, you know, like get your party started. If you complete your goal at the end of the quarter, there's a bonus in it so that you as a person Cause I really think one of the things I see, especially with women is they give up on goals, right? It's, you know, my, my job is to be the martyr. My job is to make sure everyone else is taken care of. And then me comes so far at the end of the line that I can barely just spend 30 minutes on Facebook at the end of the night before I pass out just to see what my friends are doing. And I say, you don't have to show up in life like that. Ladies, <laughs> you don't, you can show up in life and say, I'm going to get up a half hour earlier, or I'm going to go for a walk with the kids. And Whatever that goal is, I want them to be so in tune with something personally because I believe that that spills over into the business. Right. And right. so, it, you know, the communication side to me is also about asking a lot of key questions. Like, it's funny, before you hopped on, I was doing our team meeting agenda and we've got people, you know, in the Philippines, we've got people everywhere. So a lot of times we just do them kind of written. And right. so one of the questions I had is, you know, what are your career goals? please share three of them and why they're important to you. Now that's going to make somebody who doesn't have career goals stop for a minute. You know what I mean? And say, what are my career goals? And they have to respond and everybody sees each other's answers. So that that way it's kind of forcing a peer to think a little differently. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I like that though, because it does, it brings in that conversation, right? It's, it's a conversation starter. It's a, it's an open-ended question and it, it makes them think through. And then whenever you come back to them, I'm sure with what are your quarterly goals or with those other pieces, then you can bring all that in, not only your personal goals, but then your career goals. So I, I like that a lot. And I'm like, well, and what we find too, is it's asking these questions before there's a problem on the table, right? Like yes. a lot of times we are reactive on some of this stuff where every week they have to answer some question and Maybe I'm curious on really one person's answer because I'm struggling here, but yep. we're also getting a lot of feedback and helping them stretch their brains. Be just not out of, I have this task list to do, but what am I really here to try to accomplish? And, um, you know, we also, to your point about it, you know, wanting to have the big heart, like we have one team member 
who wants to propose to his girlfriend. So like, you know, for me, it's, you know, as a business owner, it could be like, oh, give you a raise, give you this. I said, nope, here's what we're going to do. You're going to propose to your girlfriend by October 1st. If you hit these metrics, <laughs> we're all going to work on it for you. We are all going to be your moms and like hold you accountable and say, where are you at? <laughs> then you will have the remaining money you need to go propose to your girlfriend. And so that connects his why. And then he's got a whole bunch of cheerleading women behind him who, you know, want the moment on the beach. <laughs> You know, our only request is right. Make it memorable and awesome. Oh yeah. The only request is like, we're in the top five people you tell after it happens. <laughs> Absolutely. You can text your mom first, right? You can call your yeah. mom. But other than text that, your mom, you gotta go. text your brother, text, you know, whatever, but we got to be in the top five. <laughs> yep. yep. But that helps everyone, you know, because sometimes people aren't motivated by what's important to them. Sometimes people are motivated by seeing others succeed. And so you know, that's helped out a lot in my businesses and it's helped out in agencies too, when people can kind of rally together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you are a content queen too. You put out so much content for agencies out there. I know you have an amazing blog. I've checked that out multiple times and you have great videos. You've just come out with a great video series too. So if, if people are not quite ready to work directly with you, you also have a self-managed, if you will, video series. Uh, could you tell me just a little bit about your passion in that direction just for a few minutes? Oh yeah. Um, so I fought doing an online school for eternity because I'm sort of persnickety about my results with my clients. Like, I'm kind of, this is my downfall. It's like, you know, you're working with me, we're going to do this and you're going to hit all these metrics no matter what. Um, and that's really why I only work with 20 agencies in person at any given point in time. Wow. But the online school came about because what happens is we work with an agency and then they hire a new person and they have to be trained that same way. So it started there. And also there's this little thing called coronavirus. I don't know if you heard about it. It happens for a bit. I'm not really sure. I might need to Google that one. So my life pre-COVID was every week on an airplane. Miss like bouncing all over the country. And I love it. And I'm back to going every week. In fact, this afternoon I fly to Michigan. But um, so when the world stopped, now I'm home. No one's in my office. It's just right. me. And like, my no drama llama and my, I, you know, I saw that over your, over your, uh, over your shoulder. I think that's adorable. Yeah. And like, I'm just sitting there like, wow, what am I going to do? Like zoom is making me want to punch things all day long for eight hours. I was like, got to use this time as a blessing. You know, I went back into, I know you're going to go meditate, went back into saying, what is this trying to teach me? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Go deep. Oh, my girlfriends, uh, we have this saying, it's like, you know, this is the kind of things that therapy teaches you. (laughs) How do you come this hard thing? What are the, how does it try to teach me? What are the boundaries I need to set? Yep. Yep. You got to go get your journal out. You got to go back to your main gratitude journal. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I've got some standard questions and whatever my life is in just chaos. I'll go, I'll go stop. What's bothering me? What am I good at? What am I successful at? And then I have to go back and I have to reread them. And then yeah, I have to pull a factor of feeling like got <laughs> myself through it. And COVID has definitely done that. I think for a lot of people, you know, you got to go reevaluate. Every day it was like, okay, well, how am I going to make lemonade out of lemons here? What are we going to do? Yeah. So I had this idea that we were going to do this school probably about nine months later. And I was like, we're going to do it right now. So I've got everybody homeschooling children. 
I'm like, this is only going to be two weeks. We can get the first course up in two weeks. And it was eternity. So I was like, we're going to get everything up. Totally panicked my team, totally stressed them all out because that was my way of dealing with it while other people had other ways of dealing with it. And so lo and behold, we launched an online school so people can do it at their leisure. They can do anything. And it's been great for our clients that have new employees, but also great for people who are like, hey, we need content in our team meetings. It's all structured in lessons. So you could literally pop on our time management course and say, guys, every week we're going to want to watch one of these 10 minute videos and then talk about it and, and get it going. Because if I only work with 20 agencies, there's a lot of people who still need help. And so that was my way of justifying the school without having the need to like, you know, be all in and, you know, needle in all the results to make sure they're happening. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. And I think it gives so much good content for agencies to just talk about, like you said, to talk about, to grow and to keep those things fresh on their minds because we need to be told 22 times. Right. <laughs> well, and you know what people tell the feedback we get is, um, because so many people that run agencies are women, like I'm a little bit more relatable than, and I'll never forget this. I have this agency owner. He's, he's a male, which is fine, but he was talking to time management with his staff. And then he like called me. He's like, I didn't do something right. I'm like, well, what did you do? He was like, well, I was talking about how I manage my time with my nanny and I outsource dry laundry. And like, I've got meal kits that come and I just don't understand why they're always running around so crazy. I'm like, oh, wrong audience. <laughs> it's like, oh, you just, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. They yep. turned off three seconds into that whole conversation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You got to know your audience and you got to be able to relate to them. So I love that. Yeah. And so he was like, he's like, okay, I think we need some other help then. Cause I don't know how to have this conversation. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> Just yeah. don't talk about how you outsource your laundry. <laughs> no, don't talk about your nanny when we're all at home with COVID, right? Trying to homeschool our kids and trying to go, you know, all the chaos and mayhem. That when you when the, the, the person you're talking to has got to go home and do like fold two mountains of clothes because somebody needs soccer shorts or whatnot. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done that. I used to actually, you're going to laugh. I used to actually have in my closet, a playpen that my kids had outgrown, of course, but I used to take all the laundry, the clean laundry and just dump it in there. And everybody used to just kind of go through the, the laundry in the, in the, in the uh, playpen. And occasionally I would be able to get it and actually fold it. But it was like, I would go in my, I would go in my closet and I turn on the music and I would just sit there and fold laundry if I had time, otherwise my right. kids had to go dig through the playpen and go find whatever. Well, but you know, I love that because I think so much of life that pre pressure women put on themselves is to be that Pinterest family, to be the yeah. family on Instagram with all the matching shirts and everybody's not wrinkled. And I'm like, I just let it go. Like people don't have folded laundry. No yeah. one, no, the world's going to keep going. The dishes are in the sink. The world's going to keep going. And you got to pick and choose your battles because if you're putting yourself below dirty dishes, yeah. it's yeah. like a wake up call, right? I am below dirty dishes. Say it out loud. Yeah. You know what? When you say it like that, it really kind of makes it a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit shocking. I'm not going to take a walk for my own mental health and listen to a trashy summer novel on Audible because <laughs> dirty dishes are more important than that. Like, don't right. do that to yourselves. Like, you know, like, or guess what? Someone else can learn how to empty a dishwasher. <laughs> what a shock, right? You didn't know people could do that. 
amazing. Right, right. <laughs> or use paper plates for a hot minute. I know that's not very eco-friendly, but use paper plates for a hot minute because for one night a week, you're more important than, you know, the dirty dishes. Exactly, exactly. And we do have to prioritize and be able to do that and make sure we put ourselves first. And I think that is amazing. And I love, now it makes me think about how many times I put myself below the dirty dishes on things that I needed to get done, you know, and take care of me, you know, yeah. I was raising two kids as a single mom, pretty much. And the chaos and mayhem that they kind of went through, but we do, and we hold ourselves to such a, a level of, like you said, Pinterest, perfection, Instagram, whatever words we want to be able to use. And I, you know, I've really, I've really, gotten this thing in my head the last couple of years. And it's really said, if this doesn't happen, what, what, what's wrong with the, I mean, what will happen in the world if I don't blank, right? If this happens, what is the worst case scenario? And not to be a negative Nelly no. in any shape or form, but just to be able to really take a serious look at a situation and say, okay, if this happens, what is the very worst thing? Like I was running late for the podcast this morning. My husband's truck was broken into and I had to stop and think, what's the worst thing? Okay. I may let Kelly down a little bit, but you know what? I got to get this done. I got, and it was like, what is the worst thing? And when you really think about it in that way, you think, you know, we can reschedule, we can do this. We can make sure that we honor each other in that way. It's not that big of a deal, but the old me would have been like, ah, Teresa, you're a huge failure. You know, this person's going to hate you forever. And you're, you know, they're, you're, she's going to see you at some conferences. She's going to absolutely hate you and never want to talk. But that's what goes on in my head. But then I have to sit back and go, Teresa, chill. That's not the truth. We're all good, right? And we have to talk ourselves down off those ledges quite frequently, I think. Well, we talk to account managers about this all the time. You take 20 phone calls a day. One, one person pushes your buttons or the call doesn't go 100%. You had a 90% ratio, but you focus on 5%. Yep. And so you, this is like the, you know, this is what therapy teaches you facts, not feelings. What are the facts? The facts are it took 20 calls, one went awry and 95% success ratio. Yep. And you know, people in insurance, we have to start thinking more positively. Otherwise, you know, the, we have a product no one likes, no one mm. wants to buy that generally just causes some frustrations and problems throughout. No one's like, oh, so excited to talk to my insurance agent or pay my insurance bill or so happy I had a claim today. So happy my truck got broken into. Yep. <laughs> like, like we talk to people on the worst days of their lives. We have to be positive for them sometimes. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, Kelly, you know what? If people want to reach out to you, I know you have a podcast, the Ridiculously Amazing Insurance, a Ridiculously Amazing Agency podcast, which I love. And um, you talk to a ton of people in agencies and you talk about a lot of real life uh, structures as well as your blog and your online. How could people reach out to you if they want to be able to utilize your resources and connect to get to know you better? We prefer facts. <laughs> Snail <laughs> mail. No. So you do a facsimile to me. <laughs> um, well, first of all, if anybody's going to be at IAOA, we're a vendor there. So stop on by. We have a special surprise. Um, we are going to have Buddy the Elf in our booth because it's November and it's Florida. And so we're going to try to see if we can have some fun um, and have a little Christmas cheer early because Christmas is my favorite. Um, and, or they can just go to our website, agencyperformancepartners.com. There's chat bots and pop-ups and contact boxes and 
if you can't find me, send a courier pigeon or, <laughs> you know, social media, we're on all of the, all the major channels. So let us know. And even if somebody just wants 15 minutes of my time to pick my brain, I'm fine with that. Or if you want to talk about some of our other programs, happy to, to chat with everybody. I think that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I know you are somebody who really serves. I know you're on LinkedIn. I know you put tons of good content out there on Facebook and other areas as well. So everybody look her up because she's Fabo and she's going places and she'll take you places too. So that'll be a lot of fun. So Kelly, thanks so much for joining us today. Everybody, this is the Power Women in Insurance podcast where we get to talk to amazing and powerful women all over the country, all over the insurance space, and they get the opportunity to tell their story and knock it out of the ballpark. So we are thrilled to have Kelly with us today. Go check her out. And everybody, make sure you like the podcast, give us a review, and we'll see you next week.